Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Part of the collective, motherfucker. What's up? <laughs> You're energized today, huh? Yeah, man. 2020, it's a big year. We're going hard as, as a motherfucker here on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's my attitude for all of 2020, bro. We're going to yeah. be fucking kicking down doors and bitch slapping people. It's going to be great. I'm really excited about it. Even though my voice is fucking shot to begin the end... To begin the year, but yeah, right. you were pretty pretty sick. That's why we delayed this one a little bit because you were fucking yeah. sick. Didn't you want to fucking flu. turn you into patient zero. Yeah. So, but I'm feeling a lot better. It's just my voice is still recovering, but yeah. I'm here fucking kicking ass, anyways. Yeah. So, uh yeah. What are we doing? Old boy. Old boy. 2013. Not. Yeah, not the old Josh Brolin. Yeah. Old boy. Which you you haven't seen either of them until now. No, no, I uh, I wanted to watch the original if I was going to watch this shit. Yeah. And uh, I, don't know, I, I can't imagine the Brolin one being any worse. So. <laughs> Damn. So, director Chang Wook Park, and I was going to write down the cast, but I'm not going to try and mispronounce all those people's names. I feel like the guy that played Odai was uh, familiar. I feel like I've seen him in other movies. Yeah, he's, uh, I've seen I've seen him around. He's a yeah. pretty well-known actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The movie was so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked it's up. The, it's the the third part of my revenge movie trilogy. We did Summer of 84. Yeah. And then we did um The the Gift. Uh-huh. And now this is like the grand finale. This is like one of the best revenge movies I've ever seen. This movie was fucked up on so many levels. Yeah. So, how much do you think it costs to um, make this movie? Ten mil. Three mil. Really? Three million dollars. Well, they 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 didn't skimp on <laughs> on the money. Everybody was eating rice cake on that yeah. shit because just dumplings. Yeah. <laughs> no, no entrees. Um, and it grossed sixty-eight million dollars. Get the fuck out of here for this real. This is a cult classic within like film buff. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So what'd you think of the film? Um, it was different. It's uh, it's one of those mind, you know, one of those uh, those thrillers. And you feel bad for the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, right out the gate, like... So what happens? He's just... Uh, it's, Why do you feel bad for him? <laughs> this, uh, this guy, he's a drunk. He's in a drunk tank to start the movie. And he just seems like a have like the town drunk or something like right. that is what they, you know, seem. And uh, he gets out. His lawyer gets him out, and uh, or his friend gets him out of jail. Yeah, it's a childhood friend, but there this scene's kind of important. It sets up, yeah, his character. So he's a drunk, but what is he talking about throughout the whole like scene? Like he's talking about his daughter. Yeah, he's got to get to his daughter's birthday. Right, okay. it's her birthday, and he's got her a gift. Mm-hmm. The little angel wings. Right. Because she's his angel, I'm assuming. <laughs> you know he improvised this whole scene? Well, not maybe the whole scene, but a lot of the scene he improvised. And the, it was and just ad lib. And the drunk tank. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, that's good stuff. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty he, interesting. He seemed like he didn't really, he was, you know, he was, he was a good, he was a friendly drunk or whatever, but. Right. Yeah, he's not an asshole. He's just a. 
Right. Just a guy that likes to drink too much and get in trouble. Exactly. So and, his uh, his uh, friend. He keeps freaking him out because he wants to get home for his daughter's birthday. But anyways, so they call her from a payphone, mm-hmm. and he tells her that he's coming home and he got her a present, and uh, to put her mother on the phone and the guy. He's still drunk, I'm assuming, because he puts the phone down, and uh, the the friend picks up, and he's like, hey, we're on our way home. We just got, I just got him out of jail. He disappears. Mm-hmm. Nobody sees him. A year later, um, said his wife's dead. Uh, he murdered her, and, you know, he ran away. Well, before we jump into that, I, uh, I know you haven't seen the Josh Brolin one, huh. but the reason... I'll like touch on it throughout this, kind of give you like little pointers. But so that scene in the beginning when he's drunk or whatever, it happened in like what five minutes. It was a really, really quick scene, but you learn so much. So in the new old boy with Josh Brolin, that scene takes like 20 minutes before he actually gets into the room. Wow. Like it's not even the same scene. It's just like set up, like saying he's a drunk, talking about his daughter. But it takes like 20 minutes to get into the actual room where they keep him like. Well, I mean, I felt like that that they did a good job of showing 15 years in a room. Mm-hmm. This guy just slowly losing his mind. So and, they. And they're drugging him. Yeah. So they open. Well, the scene opens up and he's sticking his head out through the yeah. feeder hole. He's like, which. Where are you? He's like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. He's like, please let me out. Let me out. Let me out. So he's been in there for a few months, like three months, I want to say. He's like, how long are you going to keep me here? What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. He's like, y'all aren't the cops. You know? And they just keep leaving. They don't say shit. They just kick him back in the hole. Right. I and love this scene because it's so, like, powerful. Like, you really, like, this is what makes this guy such a great actor is this scene. Like, yeah. you really feel for him. You're like, shit, what's going on? I mean, People always say great acting and everything, but I always think to myself, like, if you ever did have to put yourself in that shoes, mm-hmm. that, you know, just lock yourself in that, in that motherfucker for an hour before they film. Right. And you're going to get the authentic, you know, because <laughs> people don't like being kept where they, you know what I mean? They no, like we're not. Like, we're not solitude creatures. Right. You know, we like to get out in the world. Right. So, but yeah, yeah he did a good job, though, of. Of making it seem like he was losing his shit, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody would, just asking the same thing over and over. Where am I at? Why am I here? Yeah, but the room is basically like a hotel. Yeah, I mean, it's and not he like a, he was in a prison cell, right? Like, and uh, and it has a TV it does and everything. Have a TV. The TV is to keep him up to date with the world, mm-hmm. but also they keep showing him images of his daughter. He keeps seeing images of his daughter. Oh yeah, growing up. Throughout. Or no. No, it's Josh Brolin one. Never mind. Yeah. I got them mixed up. In the Josh Brolin one, they show him his daughter, like, growing up. They actually, like, feed it into the TV. Oh, man. So. That's messed up. So he's, like, watching his daughter grow up. So I'm assuming that he didn't do to what he did in this one. I'll talk. We're going to have, like, heavy spoilers. So I'll talk about the Josh Brolin one whenever we get to the ending because it's a little different. Okay. And uh, anyway, they keep him in this room. He sees the world happening. So it gives you like a perspective of time of how long he's been in there. One thing I was trying to figure out, because like I thought it was in Korea. South Korea. Yeah, because he was in Japan and went to Korea, right? Mm -hmm. All right, because like it kept showing everything like that was happening in Asia. Like, you know, the 
Chinese presidents and Korean presidents and the Chinese minister going over to visit North Korea and shit. Like, that was their news, you know? Yeah, because it's all in China. Right. But, yeah, it just shows, like, the last, like, 15 years Mm -hmm. to the TV. Right. And him just, like, no human contact other than getting food from a a hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there. You're like, holy shit. And, like, eventually he gets bored and he starts learning how to fucking... Yeah, because he, he says if he ever gets out of there, he's going to seek revenge him, yeah. on whoever put him in there. What I love about this, too, is this scene isn't that long. Like, even though it's 15 years, right? it's not that big part of the movie. And every now and then, the worst part is they gas him and he passes out and they just go in there and cut his hair and wash his ass. Yeah, because he tries some fresh clothes on him. He uh he breaks a mirror and tries to use the glass to commit suicide, but they like gas him and fix him up, won't let him die. Yeah. So they just feed him dumplings every day. Every day it's dumplings. Same fucking Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Yep. So was pretty clever. I thought when he got out, the he was trying to find where where they were keeping him. mm -hmm. That was pretty genius. Yeah. He fucked them boys up. Like. (laughs) Well, finally. Finally, after 15 years, yeah, they gets, gas him, he just, and he wakes up in a box. Yeah, a suitcase, right? Like, well, <laughs> a traveling case. I mean, he can't big. fit into a suitcase. Yeah, it's pretty, like a trunk. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah, on, on a roof of an apartment building, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a dude up there, I guess, he's getting ready to commit suicide. Yeah. And he saves him. He, I love... Um, I like that scene. I thought that scene was really cool. Really? Are you talking about where he first, like, touches him and, like, just yeah, experiences? Had, yeah, that I was like, man, I, I get it. Like, he's been in this room for 15 years by himself. And this is the first contact he, with a human yeah. being that he's had in 15 years. He doesn't say a word. He just touches them. Like, mm-hmm. anybody would be freaked the fuck out, but this guy's about to kill himself. So he's, like, probably longing to be just... You know, cared for. Yeah, because most people that commit suicide just feel so lonely. Yeah, they just feel like nobody That's what cares. It is, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was a really beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, the he's still touching his face and shit. And he's like, "Before you could kill yourself, listen to my story." Right. And then he finishes, and then he just gets up and walks away. <laughs> and then the guy's like, "Well, we got time for my story. I just listen to yours." <laughs> Oh, he gets in the he gets in the elevator as he's walking out of the building. Boom! Dude oh, kills boy, himself. It's like holy shit. All right, scene. So we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna keep going back to the Josh Brolin one because I'm gonna walk you through it. So you, yeah, please, because I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So Josh Brolin gets out of the uh, suitcase and uh, it's in the middle of a field, like not on top of an apartment or anything. It's literally in the middle of a field, uh, and he sees a lady. With an umbrella, and it has like check mark, not or tick marks. I don't even know why. So he follows her through the woods, and they come up on a uh, football field of these like drunken teenagers, not even teenagers, like early 20s, like college guys. Uh-huh. And they're drinking with their girlfriends, and he decides to kick their ass for some reason. So he just beats up all these fucking college students, like. Well, he does that. He does that in the other. Well, there's a purpose Keep for that one. Years of imaginary training coming to use. Yeah, he wants to see if he uses if he uh, he what he does ass. use uh, works out. 
But Josh Brolin just does it because fuck it. Right. There needs because it happened in the first movie, so they're doing it in this one. But they kind of lost the reasoning. Right. This guy just does it because these kids are assholes, and he feels like breaking their ankle and fucking them up. Right. Yeah, the dude just like steps on his ankle and cracks it. Like it's a cool scene, but it's like it's lame. Just, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, action porn. Right. So yeah, that was the. There's no like powerful scene of him. The Josh Brolin one, he was locked up for 20 years, oh, not just shit. 15. So that's one thing that I noticed is they were just trying to like one up. Like he was 15. Oh, this is going to be 20 years. <laughs> like, Because Josh Brolin's fucking Thanos. <laughs> he could do five more. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you were saying in the original old boy. When did the Brolin one come out? 2013. And this one came out? 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But like you said, in the original one, he uh, finds this group of guys and decides to fight them. But it like has diet or not dialogue, but the what is it called? Dub. Dub. Yeah. He uh, he says like, let's see if this training could be put to use, and that's the reason he fights those guys. Yeah, I almost uh, I almost would have preferred to have read the subtitles to know what they were exactly saying mm-hmm. because I felt like the dub kind of blanded it a little a little bit yeah you know like some of the lines were like oh, that doesn't make sense why would you fucking say that right there <laughs> you know but um i was just like no well this is obviously how he wanted me to watch it so uh, i kept it going but um so after the guy kills himself he uh goes to get something to eat don't he yeah well he fights those guys then around. he goes to yeah. the restaurant and He's just wandering around, and then a, a bum comes up to him and says, don't even ask me, because I don't know how I got it. Yeah, he hands him a phone and, uh, and a, a wallet, wallet full, full of, of money. Full of money, yeah. That was the uh, the imagery in this movie. This mm-hmm. is some gross shit. Oh, yeah. Like, he eats that fucking squid. Yeah, he just bites a live squid. Give something alive. Another, another great scene. That's the reason this movie is so great. Because he has been so focused on revenge, yeah, he bites this live squid because he just wants to kill something alive. Like yeah. just the revenge is just flowing through him. Mm. It's, I, it's like you get it, you get why he would feel that way, mm-hmm. you know. And the dude was just punching fucking concrete for a good portion of it, yeah, and digging with a chopstick through fucking cinder blocks, mm-hmm. trying and, to get out. Yeah, like a rat, dude. It's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. You wonder if that did happen in real life, man. Like, uh, I think a normal human being would have lost their shit so much they wouldn't have been able to do anything. Oh, most definitely. You know, like, even prisoners get to go out in the yard and go exercise and, you know what I mean, go somewhere and wash their ass. Well, that's what they say, like, solitary confinement is like a form of torture and they're trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Shit, some of the motherfuckers you have to. Because they're, they're, they signed up for life. <laughs> like, they have to attack people when they see them. Yeah, some of those guys are just animals. Yeah, need they need to be locked away. They really are. But, uh, yeah, so... That's why I like I like certain parts of it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, where were we at? He, uh... He was eating the squid. The girl touches yeah, him. Touches him and he fucking passes out because he ain't been touched by a woman in like forever. Well, 
it says something later on. He was hypnotized because, yeah, like, as he's leaving, or as they gas him the last time, a lady walks in and like spouts that shit off. Right. So mm-hmm. he passes out. He wakes up in the apartment with the girl that was at the cook at the restaurant. Yeah. And then they just like start bonding. He tells her his story, and she's she's reading it when he wakes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes it and he like puts it under his head. Mm-hmm. You can't read my story. Yeah. And uh, she's just a young, younger, very sweet person. Mm-hmm. And wants to help him figure yeah. out what happened to him. So that's kind of where the movie starts to pick up. Right. And uh, he just like tries to take that shit. Yeah, she's like, oh, I like you, but you know, no. he just runs up in the bathroom and tries to take her. Yeah. And she kicks him off or whatever. <laughs> I thought it was pretty interesting because I was thinking about it like if I was locked up for 15 years. And you did get around a woman. Get around any woman, like yeah. I would want to. Just that natural instinct. Yeah. She'd be kept like a fucking animal. Yeah. In a pen. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But, uh, I thought it's like it was like I said it was it was so weird like this movie was so weird mm-hmm. so violent and graphic you know uh, I've seen a lot of shit like a lot of different movies that use that and I I enjoy it but this one it was just kind of like fuck I, I I don't think I'm supposed to enjoy this <laughs> like you know like when he fights those guys in the hallway it's just so fucking brutal like. They're all hitting him with fucking boards and trying to stab him, and he's he's got a fucking knife hanging out of his back for half of it. Just... Well, before we jump to that, he, um, him and the girl want to find out. He remembers what the dumplings taste like, but right. he doesn't know where they're from. Right, and he's just searching fucking restaurants. Yeah, he remembers it's like Red Dragon or something like that. Blue I Dragon, think. yeah. And uh, so he goes to every restaurant and tastes their dumplings. He's like, nope, nope. Nope. Yeah. And then he finally finds it. And he uh, he follows a delivery boy right. to that place. That's right. And he goes up in there, and then that's when he fights everybody. Yeah. So he, uh, But before he fights them, he finds the boss of that oh, yeah. company. So what they do is they keep people in rooms. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. That is fucking crazy. It probably happens every day. Yeah, right? We don't even know. Yeah, like, because... Human trafficking is a real fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And I could see that being not as long term. Right. Like that was just a fucking torture house, really. Definitely. I just yeah. like it made my skin crawl to think about that because, like but, you said, it could really happen. And just the thought of it really happening just makes my skin crawl. So I'm saying this movie was very real to that aspect. Like, I mean, you, you really felt like this shit was happening to this, to this man. Mm hmm. And uh, the, the the thing about it is, is when it happens in real life, it's worse than than what they even showed you. Cause mm-hmm. They have to keep it within a certain aspect, or they can't even put that shit out. You know? Yeah, it wouldn't be rated R, or it would be like whatever unrated. We'll be able to go see it in the theater. <laughs> but this movie, uh, shit, there's some movies out there that are just overly graphic, and I don't know how they get just an R rating because I'm like, fuck. Yeah, certain ones, yeah, just gore porn. People like what they like, I guess. Yeah, I'm not into it. Um, but he has a hammer. Oh yeah. To take to he this takes place. This dude's fucking. He said, "I'm taking a tooth for every year." Yeah, the guy, the main guy. Well, before that, he one of the security guards. He like shows him what the hammer 
above holding it and then it draws like a little dotted line to his head i don't know it's just a little imagery like that i thought was pretty pretty fun that to add it in there yeah kills that guy and then he moves on to the head boss but the hammer is significant because in south korea gun laws are so strict that they have to resort to other weapons you know that's what makes the the hammer significant in this movie is it's like it's culturally accurate like somebody probably would use a hammer to kill somebody in south korea because they can't get a hold of a gun and then when it showed him take that motherfucker's teeth out yeah he's yeah like you said i'm taking one tooth for every year that i that you kept me and the the fun part about this is he takes his teeth out and then he's like drops them on a keyboard right it's very gruesome but and then he's like all right tell me what happened like why was i in there he's like he's so focused on revenge that he doesn't think about asking the questions before taking his tooth out he takes them out to let him know he's he means business. He's not fucking around, yeah. So now tell me. Now, so that, he, now that you're in all this pain for no reason, <laughs> why would I tell you now? <laughs> but he doesn't know. He's like, we don't, <laughs> we don't talk about the clients. Like, why we keep you here? We just ask how long and mm-hmm. what conditions you want to be kept in. But uh, the reason I brought up the hammer thing is because in the Josh Brolin one, they use a hammer too. Because this one used a hammer. But the hammer for Josh Brolin in America doesn't have any cultural impact. There's no reason for him to use a hammer. He could have a gun. Yeah, he could have a fucking gun. And it probably would have been more realistic if he had a gun. Because um, Spike Lee directed that one. Josh Brolin one. Really? Yeah. That's different. Mm Mm-hmm. So. I would have never guessed that. (laughs) For real. Even if you watched it, you wouldn't have guessed it. It's like he doesn't put himself in that movie. I think it was just one of those things that the the um. There's only been one Spike Lee movie that's had a a, a white main character, mm-hmm. and that's Twenty Fifth Hour with Edward Norton. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh man, that's going on your list. Really? That's a good one. Yeah, I really I love enjoy, I like him. Uh, he's good in that one. Yeah, he plays a drug dealer and uh, he gets caught and he's got one day. Before he has to turn himself in to do like seven years or some shit like that. But he's going to this fucking terrible prison in New York. That's where it all takes place is in New York because mm-hmm. Spike Lee. <laughs> but uh, so like he's just worried about it. Like, you know, and it just shows the last day of his life. Like him and his girl and like he doesn't know who turned him in, like who snitched on him. Because cops just showed up and knew where the drugs were, knew where the money was. But anyways, it's going on your list. Oh, I'm interested. It's well, I haven't watched a lot of Spike Lee movies. So He's got some good ones. Yeah, I hear he does, but yeah. they've just never crossed my radar for some reason. Um, I, I really enjoyed Do the Right Thing like, and uh, Inside Man. I love that movie. Denzel's great in that. But uh, yeah, back to old boy. He... Uh, so he directed this, and I guess they wanted to translate the Korean version to America uh-huh. so they could have, like, an American feel for it so it could, like, reach more audiences. Right. But that's the thing about the new old boy is it doesn't incorporate American culture culture into it. Yeah. It just tries to, like, take things from the, the, the original movie. Seems like he kind of pick and choose what he, what he liked about it. Right. And Josh Brolin takes pieces uh samuel l jackson is the head guy at that corporation and he he like takes pieces of his neck out 
like just like chunks of his neck <laughs> and then uh and then rubs salt in it cuz i guess he cares about his uh infection <laughs> about not getting an infection but it's just like it kind of loses the what the original was trying to do mm. it's why i hate it <clears throat> so anyway back to the uh original old boy i did like how he tattooed the years he was in there so that was can... pretty cool yeah yeah a way uh, for him to like keep track because I would want to keep track too because fuck me. Because if you did live, you just want somebody to know like what you fucking went through. <laughs> like that was the saddest part about it. Like he just wanted to tell somebody so bad. Yeah. Like I'm alive. Like they said I was dead. I didn't do what they said. But like, yeah, and he's a fucking fugitive too when he first gets out. Yep. Yeah, because they frame him for killing his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, he finds tapes. Right. Of the conversation that the guy had with, mm. or uh, the with the guy that kept him, right, with the guy that put him in there. Mm-hmm. So he kind of learns a little bit of right stuff about what, why he wanted him there, as far or how long he wanted him there. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Why are you putting him in here?" And he says, "He talks too much." Right. So. Yeah, uh, it's like I don't want to spoil anything. You know what I mean? I know. But like. It's so fucked up. It is fucked up. We'll get there. Yeah. That's why when you said you didn't see Old Boy, I'm like, oh, we're definitely watching Old oh, Boy. Oh, yeah, because of the journey to, to it. Because it's like, that's one thing I will give this movie as original as a motherfucker because I never saw, I mean, I kind of did, but I, 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 I hoped it wouldn't go that far. But like, fuck, dude. So did you enjoy the lead up to the end? Like was it a- some of it? I did some of it. I was just kind of like, all right, could we move it along a little bit? Yeah, it because like, uh, it has like an artistic vibe to it, so it does have those moments that just let the scene breathe. But if you're not into that, it kind of breathes too much. Yeah, I st- I started this movie last night and uh, I was I, f- I fell asleep watching. And I was like, fuck. But I thought I made. I thought I watched most of it, mm-hmm. and then I put it on this morning before I came over here. <laughs> I was there another hour. I was like, holy shit, this movie's two hours long. Excuse me. Because I never look at how long they are. I just put them on and watch them. Right. And uh, like I said, like, it just felt like they were just dragging it. Like, like how much are you going to put this fucking guy through? Because mm-hmm. every time he thought it, he, he was getting an understanding of it, like, they would throw another twist in there on him. Yeah. The guy that played it. The guy that played the villain, like the one that was fucking him over. Right. That dude did a great job, man. Oh, he was great. Everyone was pretty great in this movie, yeah. but especially him. Not a lot of actors in this movie. And I love the the guy that was keeping him. I love it when they put the golds in his mouth. Yeah. Like, thought that was great. Um, the gang he had. <laughs> like, they just fucking rolled 30 deep everywhere. Uh, it's kind of convoluted in my head. But I know he meets up with his friend. The oh, friend yeah. from the original or the beginning of the movie, because the guy's watching him from an apartment across the hall, right? For the next building over. Well, the girl in the apartment is uh is chatting with this guy online. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he realizes that he knows who he is. Uh-huh. So she's like, "Who are you talking to?" He thinks he's she's in on it, right? And that's when the guy with the golds, like you were saying, yeah, he's like, "Yeah, she's he, tied up." too long or something like that mm-hmm. man they had her all strung up like they were about to do some terrible shit to her before he got there 
and uh, they're about to kill him. Like he, that's one thing I didn't understand. Like, he whooped the fuck out of all those dudes. And then, like, the second time around, they just hit him once, and he's like, oh. Oh, my God. We completely skipped over that. Yeah. So whenever he takes the teeth out of the guy, yeah, he, he gets in this hallway full of guys. Like, I want to say 25, 30 guys. Yeah. But it's in this little just condensed like, yeah, yeah. hallway. And it's shot from the side, which is really cool. One continuous shot. Yeah. Loved it. It's the longest hallway ever. He's just fighting these fucking guys. Yeah, he's fighting these guys, and it feels real. It feels like he's really going through that because you can see that he's hurt, but he still like pushes through. Because he's just so hell bent on figuring out what the hell's wrong or like or like what happened. Right, yeah. and yeah, like you said, he had a knife sticking out of his back, and he's still pushing just through. Fucking keeping going, like it's kicking nothing. motherfuckers. Yeah, and uh, and then after uh, getting those guys an elevator. Opens up and there's just like what five or six more guys. He's like, fuck. And I love this shot. It's kind of cheesy, but the scene cuts again and it's him with the guys just falling out of the elevator. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But that's what I'm saying. He was such a badass there. And then, like, in the apartment, he's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like, oh, my one weakness fist. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, uh, so she's, uh, the guy that's really. The, the the mastermind of what happened to him mm-hmm. shows up and gives him a shitload of money, gives the gold guy with the golds. Right. Well, before that, he uh he actually realizes who kept him in the room. It's him and his like little bodyguard thing. Yeah. And he uh he's like, why did you keep me in there? He's like, how do you not remember? Like you know who I am now, but how do you not remember what what happened? And he goes to kill him. He's like, if you kill me. You won't know why I did what I did, so he kind of has like a, oh yeah, yeah. a, uh, a dilemma. It's yeah. like if I kill him, I won't know why. So, and he even said I had a pacemaker put in with a remote control, right. and if you try and torture it out of me, I'll just kill myself. So, yeah, he does do that. I thought it was pretty smart. Yeah, and that's when he goes back over there and they goes go. back over there yeah. and realizes they have his that girl tied up. That's right. And he gives them the money, like leave her alone. So, but the the um, the the extent that that villain goes, uh, I forgot what was his name, Joe Wynn or something like that. I don't know. I'm not good with names. I'm not a good with American names. I couldn't even remember these names. I think it was like Jing Wynn, Jing Wynn, something like that. But uh, yeah, he. Not only the leaving him in a fucking room for fifteen years, but like. To keep uh, to, to to get the apartment across from him, so you can keep an eye on him, and yeah. you bug him. And you're listening to everything he's doing. Yeah, he finds out he has a bug in the bottom of his shoe. <laughs> yeah, and uh, him and old girl, he's just like like let's just like. Then he doesn't he. They go and research it. And they find out that he went to the same high school as him. Right, because uh, some name like Greenwood or whatever. Evergreen. Evergreen. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, and there's like a little montage because he because he remembered uh, him and his buddy because he met his buddy. We talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, he went back to his buddy and they find yeah. out who the guy is and realize they went to school together. Right, right, right. And that's when the little montage happens where it's like a flashback because he's like a badass smoking cigarettes, getting kicked out of school. Yeah, she's just like riding her little bike and reading a book. Mm-hmm. 
And as soon as he like says something, like he goes, to, she, "Oh yeah," she's like, "You're popular. Tell me a joke. Tell me something funny." And he's like, goes to tell her a dirty joke, and she just gets up and runs off. And then they don't they don't give it away right then, do they? Or is that later on? Well, they go. They he remembers what he saw, which was the main villain having like. A sexual relationship with his sister with his sister which and they the catch gun. him like the the girl catches him looking at everything and he spreads it around school that she's what happened well, he just told one person he told one person but it got around school he was yeah. the reason it got around because if he wouldn't have said anything nobody would have known yeah and uh it goes around that well we'll get into it later but anyway he remembers that she kills herself because of everything. Right. So he's like, that's why I want, rev- or that's why you're getting revenge on me or whatever. Right, right, right. And that's why I said as, as bad as you think it is already, it just keeps getting worse for the guy. Yeah. He just keeps torturing him more in like worse ways. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> God. But, uh, where does he go after that? He, um. Well, the guy... He gets rid of his bug, so he has to follow his friend to know what's going on because he can't follow the bug anymore. So right. he's in the internet cafe listening to oh, yeah, yeah, listening yeah. to his friend talk yeah. about like she was just a whore, whatever. So the guy, I like the scene a lot. He gets a CD out of the breaks computer it. and just breaks it and then stabs his friend to death. And, and then gets on the phone and tells him why he died. He's, it's your fault he died. Yeah. My sister was not a whore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but that's that's where I got pissed off at this movie because it's like, this guy had no right to do any of this shit to him. Like, I get it. Like, he shouldn't have said what he said, but you were fucking your sister. Like, right. You're a sick fuck. But. Well, I think in. People's like that, their minds like incest. They don't feel like they're doing wrong. Uh, I mean, but it is. Yeah, it is. So, like to us, it's like that's fucking disgusting. But to them, it's kind of like a normal way of life, I guess. I mean, and for that long to plot something like that against somebody, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that's the bullshit of this movie. Like, where's this guy get the fucking balls? Like, you locked me in a room for 15 fucking years. So, I guess. And you're a sick fuck. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's where I was like, man, fuck this shit. Like, so he finally finds him in his like little penthouse, and because the dude's rich as fuck. That's also oh. another like underlying thing, theme of not just this movie, but in life in general. If you got enough money, you can get away with anything. Yeah, pretty you can much. Play in it. Yeah, he. The thing is, like, he insinuates like he only became rich so he could have enough power to do this to him. Yeah, like. <laughs> Fuck, dude. You're the piece of shit, and you went through all that for this revenge. Mm-hmm. Ruined this guy's fucking life. So they have this long dialogue, yeah. whatever, yeah. and then he shows him a box. Because he's like, I'm here to fucking kill you. I yeah. know what you did. It's not my fault. It's your fucking fault. Like, I'm here to kill you because you had sex with your sister. Yeah. So he's like, if you want to know the truth, go look in that box. And what's in the box, Nick? <sighs> This is where I was like, fuck. 
Well, really? we skipped over the part. They had a sexual relationship. The yes. Him and that girl, they yeah, actually was... cared about each other, fell in love, had sexual relationships. Right, and... and the whole time you're just thinking like it's like you just fell in love with this young woman. Right. And like the age difference is big, but you're like, okay, well, the guy's been in fucking prison. Do you think he cares? It's just this girl's been nice to him. I yeah. get it. So <sighs> I had to say that before we opened the box because otherwise it wouldn't mean anything. <laughs> this psychopath that's doing all this to him has damn near adopted his daughter and has a book of her growing up little by little. And then at the end of the book, it shows her as an adult and it's the woman he's been dating and who he had sex with and he loves and cares for as a lover, not a daughter. It just destroys his whatever little humanity is left in this fucking guy. Yeah. It was, it's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen on film. Yeah. Like, Fuck, dude. Um, the real hate. quick, huh? The hate. Oh, oh right. God. Uh, so we'll hop back to the Josh Berlin one. Same thing, pretty much happens, except he finds out that the girl is actually the the sister of the main villain, and she was having sex with her dad. Uh. And so, her dad or his dad, their dad, rather goes through and kills everyone in their family and himself because everyone found out that he's been fucking his son and daughter. Oh, he's fucking both of them. Yep. Because he uh there was a flashback where he walks into the room with his son, the main villain, and he's like, Oh hi father and he starts to like undo his pants like he's ready to go. <laughs> Daddy's here, I'm getting my dick sucked. <laughs> Fuck, that's worse. And then he, uh, his dad shoots him, but he shoots him in like the shoulder so it doesn't kill him. And then he turns the shotgun on himself. And the that's what the guy does. He plants this girl. He videotapes her her whole life growing up, but she's just an actress. And that's what he's showing him in the in the the room. But actually, the girl he falls in love with is his actual daughter. So it's kind of a little more convoluted, but. So instead of him having sex with his just his sister, it was a whole like incest family. Oh. I was trying to like make it a little worse, but it just kind of like fell flat. It didn't have the same impact that this one had. Yeah, this one was just like you're just like man, this poor fucking bastard. Yeah, shit hits you in the gut the first time you watch it. You're like fuck. I was just like Jesus. Like what else could you have done to this guy? And then boom, they did that too. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. He put- and he's just like, whatever you do, please don't tell her. Please don't tell her. Like, it'll kill her, too. Like, don't. Please don't. So he cuts his tongue out himself with his pair of scissors. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most powerful performances I've ever seen. Like, when he's on the floor, like, begging this guy, licking his shoe. He's like, he's like I'm like, your I'll... dog. I'm he's... your dog. Like... Exactly. Like, woof, woof. <laughs> please don't tell her. And the dude calls the guy, and he's like, keep the box shut. Yeah, because she has a box of her own that she's supposed to be opening, and I'm assuming it's the same thing. But she doesn't open the box because he tells him, like, keep the box shut or whatever. So cuts his tongue out, and then the main villain gets in the elevator. He gives him the button. Oh, right. and It doesn't work, obviously. Well, it does work. What does it do? It turns on a tape recorder. Oh, yeah. And it plays... Him and his daughter having sex. The record, the audio recording of him yeah. and his daughter having sex. Mm. Just salt in the wound. It's just like the most fucked up thing a villain's ever done. Yeah. Like, 
But once again, that's what pissed me off about this movie, bro. Like, where does this guy get the fucking balls, bro? <laughs> that is not only the most, like, dastardly shit ever, bro, but, like, that's taking beef to a level that I don't think anybody can fuck with. Nah. Like, this guy's the worst villain of all time now, in my mind. In all the movies I've seen, this guy has gone the extra mile. Mm-hmm. He wins the fucking villain award. Yeah. Holy shit. And then he gets a, the main villain gets in the elevator and realizes it cuts he cuts to him killing his sister or letting his sister die. Yeah, because she got pregnant by him. Well, she, it was a phantom pregnancy. She thought she was pregnant because that's the rumor that was going around school, mm-hmm. is that she was pregnant. And then she started to believe it that she was pregnant. So, the thing about the human mind is, if you believe something enough, you can kind of change it. So she was her belly was starting to poke out a little bit and she started having like pregnancy issues like nausea in the morning and stuff like that. So she thought she was pregnant, but uh, I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. But anyways, he, she's like, I don't regret anything. Like, let's just let me go. Yeah. This is, this is what has to happen because we can't continue our relationship. So she right. kills herself essentially, but he's just there to let it happen, I guess. Right. So, like I said, where does this guy get the fucking balls, you sick fuck? Yeah. Ugh. And then yeah. the main villain, after that scene, blows his brains blows out. Blows his own brains out in an elevator. Like a bitch. Pussy well, ass bitch. He did what he set out to do. Got his revenge. Man. He did. Exactly. He won. <laughs> villain won out yeah. of all that shit. And didn't deserve it. Yeah. So... It's not like Goodfellas, where I don't feel like a bad person rooting for Henry Hill. <laughs> and fucking Jimmy and Tommy. Yeah. So there's a whole, like, hypnotist thing part of this movie because he was hypnotized into falling in love with his sister, or a daughter right. and same vice versa. With, yeah, same thing with her. So he finds the hypnotist that did it to him and asks him to let him forget about everything. So it's led to believe that let all the terrible memories and let all that die with, you know, he said split split me into two people. Mm-hmm. The one who doesn't know the terrible things and then the monster who every step I take a year goes by and at 70 that will die. So I guess after 70 steps, mm-hmm. the monster dies. Yeah. And then it, um, it shows him and his daughter hugging with him with this smile, but a grimacing smile. It's like you're not sure if he really remembers. I don't. It's very vague. Yeah, I almost thought maybe the monster was still there. Mm-hmm. Like the monster is what lived and not him. Oh, you know true. I mean? That's pretty. Because that the because it's like he smiles normal, and then he does that thing where he's all crazy as shit. So yeah. I was like, well, fuck, maybe. Anyways, it's a really weird movie, and uh, the, the very different. I'm gonna give it a six. Six. Yeah. I uh I actually watched the Josh Brolin one first. Right. And I was like, it's not that bad. Why is everyone giving it such a hard time? And then I went back and watched the original and it blew my mind. I was like, Josh Brolin one is fucking horrible compared to this one. Yeah. Such a good movie. This is a Iron Maiden. Uh, top tier. Like yeah. best of the best. For me. Yeah, it was uh I don't know, man. It was brutal. Like I said, it was real brutal. Uh, but 
I gave it a six because there were some elements of it that I enjoyed, and then but I don't know. I just I really didn't like the ending. It pissed me off. <laughs> it just made like, you angry. Yeah, because like old boy went through all that, and then you know he didn't even get to. He, I mean, I guess he got redemption, some fucked up way. But well, like you said, it's, he still has his life, and he has his daughter. So exactly, but at what cost? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, he could be happy that his daughter doesn't know what happened so she can grow up to have a normal life, even though he knows he, like, holds all that weight. Yeah. Either way, it's fucking sad as shit. Yeah. But like I said, it wasn't badly made, and old boy acted his ass off. Obi won whatever Korean Oscar or whatever. <laughs> Obi won one of those motherfuckers for it. Uh so I'm not mad that I watched it, but like I'll never watch it again. Cause really? Like, uh, yeah, I can't do that shit emotionally, bro. I this is probably like the third or fourth time I've watched it. I love this movie so much. Really? Yeah. Fuck, dude, it's brutal. Yeah. It's like you don't want to get any joy from your movies. <laughs> what that shit to hurt? Funny, <laughs> funny you say that because my wife asked me like, "What are some good movies I can watch?" First thing I popped into my head because I knew she hasn't seen it was Nightcrawler, and uh, yeah, I mean that's a good movie, but it's fucked up. Like, it took her like forever to get through because she kept having to pause it. Like fuck, like just when I think it doesn't get worse, it gets worse. <laughs> and then by the end of it, she's like, "Fuck that movie." She's like, "Jake Gyllenhaal is an amazing actor, and I give him props, but fuck that movie." Because <laughs> he he was so believable. And oh yeah, the, the coldness, man. You know. Yeah, it was brutal. That's another one. I mean, it's a great movie, but it's mm-hmm. like not a movie you can just sit down and watch. You know, to me, anyways. Like, you got to be in a weird mood for it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I just like, I like movies that tell a good story and add elements in there that just convey their message a little better. Like, I was pointing out the parts of the movie that I really enjoyed and yeah. how they just, like, had an impact on the story. No, no, it was good storytelling. Like I said, it was not badly made at all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed it in that part of it. But like I said, like it was just so much that they did to that guy. It was just like fuck. I feel like I I went through it with him. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Know? That's what makes it such a great movie. Yeah, I give it a six. That's fair. Yeah, six and a half, man. <laughs> Almost a seven. Almost a seven. Yeah, six eight. There you go, six eight. <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited because uh, it's a new year. We're going to be doing a lot more movies this year. Yeah, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to spice up the video a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to try to. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to really put my editing skills to work. <laughs> yeah, well, we're definitely um, taking a step forward with this shit. So you're, uh, just in case you guys don't know, check out Par the Collector, his like YouTube channel. Yeah, man, a hundred subscribers. Thank you so much. Like that shit is awesome. I can't wait to get back in it. Um, I got I got new shit coming on the way. Uh, I slacked off a lot the last two months of the year, but yeah, it's the know, holidays. Exactly with Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, it was hard enough for us to get together. But I'm so excited to do my new haul because I got so much stuff to show everybody, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, I can't wait. But 100 subscribers, man, I'm really proud of that. Like, Hell yeah. To start off with none, 
and we get to 100 was just like and you worked your ass off to get there like i tried <laughs> i mean i was like work my ass off but like i mean i had fun with it you know what i mean it didn't feel like a job like and to get to 100 people like even if 100 people don't watch it every time like it still meant a lot i think to me. i think the more you do it the more subscribers you're going to get and they're just like once you hit that stride you're just going to start taking off because i think it's a cool channel i think it's a cool idea yeah i, I enjoy it and uh that's another thing I, I really would like to get to us for us to get to this year too collector's edition like that's a great idea like we we, we haven't done it enough because i'm lazy but <laughs> this year that's why i said we want to i want to take a step forward like we'll Start getting some stuff moving. Yeah, last year was getting everything set up. This year is like making it better. It's about action. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, once I get these halls videos out, I guess I can focus on what I want to show for the vault from the vault mm -hmm. when we do the intro episode of Collector's Edition. Because I know we have our friend Sherman that it's gonna let us go do his shoes, but yeah. like, uh, I want to just give people a feel for what we're looking for. Hell yeah. Well, I got everything, so you got uh, my number. Just be like, hey, let's do this. Yep, for sure, dude. I'm excited. Um, next movie is the one you picked for me, and it's uh, The Last Boy Scout. Starring Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Yeah. It's a great fucking movie, dude. Um, You picked your own movie for the one I'm going to be giving you next. Uh, I picked it. Yeah, you said you wanted to watch it. Um, Sorry to bother you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one looked funny. It's uh, it's one I'm kind of looking forward to. The so. guy, I forget his name, but uh, he's in Atlanta, the mm -hmm. show Atlanta, and I really enjoy that show with Donald Glover. Right. But yeah, I, I am looking forward to that one. Yeah, because I got it just because I've seen it around the internet and people talking about it, but I didn't want to get spoiled, so I watched it myself. I actually really, really, really liked that movie a lot. Did you? So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that one. <laughs> All right, yeah. well, on to The Last Boy Scout. Hell yeah. <laughs> Later. Later.